What's happening, party people? Thank you for downloading this week's episode of Series 5 of the What The Fart Like podcast. As always, Rob and I are here to bring you some inspirational stories from our amazing running community and some absolute nonsense from us sandwiched in between. Now, please do take a moment to subscribe wherever it is that you get your podcasts. And if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, the best way you can support us is by leaving a rating and a review. Yeah, we love interacting with you guys, so please give us a follow on social media. You can find us by searching What The Fart Like on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok and YouTube. And we also have a new website at www.whatthefartlek.com. Now we're on a mission this series to build our Fartlek family, our online running community. And we would love you to be a part of it. We're raging challenges, meetups and a supportive network of running pals. If you'd like to be involved, please do get in touch for some more information. And with that being said, seeing as I did a such a good job of this last time, hit the music. Are you alone, groupie, and are you enjoy your run? Like to take it easy, you're shooting up like a gun. Whatever your ability is, it's a place to be. So welcome to the world of both like run community. If you're 17, 25, push it in your tail. Come along, join us, this is the place for you. Hello. Um, as it seems to have become an unwanted trend of this series, can I ask you a question to start this episode? Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, why don't dinosaurs talk? Uh, why don't dinosaurs talk? Shall, shall I play along? Because this is the second time recording. Because you forgot to press record, or shall I just carry on? Oh, you just mugged me off. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> why don't dinosaurs talk? No, no, too late. That's gonna come because they're all dead. But that's gonna come back. To life. <laughs> you're, you're, you're gonna pay for that. Can I just? You say do something? it so much <laughs> to me. Yes, but we all know that I can't take it as much as I give it out. So you know what I'm really looking forward to? I'm really looking forward to you telling us what's on the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome to series five, episode six of the What the Fault podcast. My name is Rob, and I am Matthew. And Matthew, <laughs> yeah. why don't you tell all our lovely listeners in your clearest, best RP accent, <laughs> uh, what's on the show today? Right then, guys. So this week on the show, we have How's Your Week with Matt and Rob, Pat Room with Ben, Chat with Rachel Rutherford, and our Iron Man Journey, SMJs in a ring, roll calls, and then thank yous at the end. All right, that wasn't as shit as you usually do it, which I'm finding very disappointing, especially <laughs> because in the first take, you called her Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. That's why I've uh, I've called you out on the uh, on the not pressing the record button first off. Yes, yeah, it's on me. We uh, we got 15 minutes into our recording this episode, ladies and gentlemen, before we realised that we weren't recording, and it is on me. So I deserve the uh, uh, the criticism banter yeah that i'm getting uh, anyway right so pat show exciting show yes. halfway through the series matt oh flying flying loving it cooking on gas uh, let's get started though before we get into all the other segments how's your week been my friend you've been running yeah, again, I, I, I have yeah believe it or not i mean you, you will believe it because i ran with you on the uh, on saturday <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i was there mate i was there yeah we did part run ben will be so pleased um yeah, so uh, part run on 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 Saturday, a quick part run. We were 
going to decide to take it easy. But uh, I think we got a mile in and, and realised we were going pretty quick and uh, and carried it on. Uh, yes, which I enjoyed it. Good, good, good uh, leg turnover. Good speed session, I'd say. Uh, and then I've been out today. Um, woke up. I've been on night. Woke up about what one o'clock. Went out about four, and I struggled. Did 5k and I just I, I don't get it. How, how can two runs be totally different a couple of days apart? I mean, I, I, I was doing sub sevens at the part run and today I struggled to do eights and it was just wide. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's what's going off? I don't get it. Uh, but yeah, just I managed to get out and get it done. So uh, yeah, just just tootling along nicely. Interesting one though, mate, because I, I, like it, it, the point you make, I think everybody struggles with that. I mean, not every run, first and foremost, has to be at your quickest. That's that's no. the first observation. Secondly, there's always mitigating factors. You know, you said you're on nights, and that's a good point. Um, mm. You said that you know you, you're probably tired. There's different things that could have happened. Anything could have caused a bad run. But I agree with you. We are all guilty sometimes, aren't we? That we. Um, uh, we we take the bad runs too seriously. We we get on that high of of a good couple of runs and a PB and feeling great, and then all of a sudden that roller coaster hits. We get down into that valley, and it can be quite hard to get out the other side, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I, I've got it done. That's the main thing. Just keep plodding along. Like like I'm sure you said before that the next run's only a, a run away, isn't it? So mm-hmm. yeah, just as long as keep out and getting it done, and uh, I'm gonna start incorporating some speed sessions and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, I know you've been doing that, which you're going to probably talk about in a second. Um, but yeah, everything's looking good. My ankle injury is not in- injured anymore. I think the niggle that I had is gone. Uh, so yeah, fingers crossed. How did how did you know that? How could you possibly know that's what I was going to talk about next? It's almost like we've re- <laughs> we've tried this once before. We <laughs> have. <Yeah. laughs> um, uh, so uh, let me guess. Are you going to ask me how my week's been next? <laughs> <laughs> it's like deja vu, isn't it? How's your week been, Rob? Like deja vu. Uh, yeah, it's it's been good, thanks, mate. Uh, I think I put on my Instagram, uh, on one of my story posts or one of my grid posts. Um, uh, I've been taking it quite easy. I've said it on the podcast as well since Chester Marathon just over a month ago, just under a month ago. Um, I referred to it as um, poodling, park here, running. Here, here comes the lit- alliteration. Alliteration. No, you said alliteration. You're illiterate. It's a different <laughs> word. Um. I <laughs> uh, I refer to it as pootling, park running, and prancing with pals. Um, nice. So yeah, just I've been running when people ask me to. To be honest, I've been out with Ben, um, been out with Paul, I've been out with Ash, I've been out with Sarah, I've been out with you, I've been out with other Paul. I've been out with plenty of people, plenty of good runs that I've enjoyed. Uh, but I've just not really had a structure or a plan. I've just gone out and done what I wanted to do. Um, so that that kind of fed into uh, Poolsbrook Park Run, which we went to. Uh, this week we'll talk about that a bit more in the segment with Ben. Um, mm-hmm. But I got myself a good, I, I pushed it and I got myself a good benchmark for where I want to be. Yes. And um, and I started and I did some speed work, did some two hundreds, got the lungs burning. Um, uh, felt good uh, as much as it felt bad at the time uh, to start <laughs> to start kicking on because I think probably one of the things that I realised as I was um, as I was running today and as I was really enjoying myself and particularly in that endorphin high afterwards is that. You know how we always tend to talk about how um, we can get FOMO, we can we can compare ourselves to other people. It's actually quite a good segue because Rachel Rutherford's uh, chat, we talk about this a little bit. Um, so I'm not going to steal too much of her thunder. But um, when we talk about, uh, you know, worrying about what other people are doing. So 
you know, you're faster than me. Ben's faster than me. Jack's much faster than me. And oftentimes that can make me feel quite down on myself because I mm-hmm. feel like I'm not as good. Now, that's I think that's quite a common thing that people feel. You see it all the time on social media, that, that comparison. One thing that I think doesn't get talked about as much is I think that you can get distance FOMO as well. No. And I think for the last year, I've been trying to exist on somebody else's agenda and somebody else's goal because I don't particularly like running marathons. I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy the training when I did Paris in 2019. I didn't enjoy the run. Um, I'd scraped the time I wanted. It was a bucket list item. I ticked it off. But then all of a sudden, I saw other people booking marathons on social media. And I thought, well, everyone else is doing it. I've got to prove that I can do it. Otherwise, I'm not a real runner. Mm. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It is. Um, and what I realized as I was running today was, you know what? I love 5K running. I love 10K running. I love hurting myself as much as I possibly can for a shorter period of time and seeing those gains on the back of it. And yeah. I don't know. And, and I just think it gave – and it's just one that I want – I know Sean West, Westy posted something on my social media in, in kind of agreement. And it made me think maybe there's some other people that are in that boat as well that have found themselves getting swept away signing up for halves, signing up for marathons, signing up for ultras, when really it's just not for them. And mm. I know that we want to do things with our pals, but you can always go and be cheer squad. I'm still going to be coming and being cheer squad, but I just don't think I've really got a marathon in my future because you know what? I want to run five and 10 Ks. And so I'm no, excited. Nothing wrong with, with that. Nice. I just, I just thought it was an interesting one. I just thought if anybody was feeling that way, it might resonate a little bit to think, actually snap out of it. You don't need to do what you want to do. If that's yeah. just part of every Saturday, that's enough. And it's massive and you're amazing for doing it. So crack on and don't worry about what other people are doing because there's always plenty of room in the pub to cheer them on and go for a pint afterwards. <laughs> Sounds like my kind of sport, that. <laughs> um, <laughs> with that, talking to Parkrun, here he goes. Segway in, as always. Wow. Hey, hey. Like um, done it before, mate. Absolutely. Uh, we've got a, we've got a segment this series that we, we love and it's becoming regular and we're going to have it every single week. Um, our very own parkrun tourist, Mr. Ben Stittle, um, has been telling us where he's been on his travels for the last couple of weeks, and I've loved it, and I want to hear more of it. And you know what? We've not even got a cut and a swoosh this time, Matt, because we're recording digitally, of course. We're not face-to-face. You're not in the studio. You might have heard a little cough in the background. That wasn't Matt. That was no. sat next to me in Matt's chair. Sat in my fucking chair. Yeah, replacing Matt is Mr. Ben Stittle. How are we doing today, man? Good evening. Yeah, I'm all right. Are you? All the better for seeing you, my friend. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Chair's a bit low down. It is. Yeah, that's <laughs> Well, you see, normally what we do is we put cushions on it to ah, boost that up. Is that what these are? They? Yeah, ah, but you're, right. you're normal yeah, do, 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 you remember, do you remember when you used to go to hairdressers as a kid and you used to put that plank of wood across <laughs> them? So, yeah. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Almost on the floor, eh? Uh, how's your week been, son? Fine, yeah, good. Not too bad so far, yeah. yeah. Been out for a run today, haven't you? Big uh, shout out for yeah. Mr. Paul Lock. Mr. Paul Lock, fat lad from Woodhouse. Yeah, just been out with him now and Jordan Moat. And we've just got Paul another 10k PB. Whoop, whoop. Fartlek family awesome. delivering in style. I love it. Um, But while you're here, sir, we've got Ooh. some parkrun stuff to talk about. We have, we have. Baby, you were born to parkrun. Come on, you've had another week to think of a theme tune, Matty. What have you got for me? No, that's, that's what I've just done it. That's just that that one that Rob did last week, yeah. That's all I've got. <laughs> uh, Matt, go on mute for a bit. Um, you stayed local this week, didn't you? I did. I had to stay local this week. I'm selling the house in Sheffield, and I had a couple of estate agents coming around to value it uh, in the morning, so 
I couldn't risk travelling too far. So yeah, I had to stay local, but it worked out all right. It worked out all right. Um, N needed an E for her alphabet. My local park run is Enfleth Park Run, beginning with an E. It's also the ninth busiest park run in the UK. The I was before. I was about to say it's a park run that draws contro- controversy oh, across the chaos. Steel City. It's Ab- madness, isn't it? Oh, absolute chaos, and the fact they've changed the route as well. Mm-hmm. It was. It's where my park run love began. Mm-hmm. Same. Because it's five minutes down the road. And before I got into tourism, it always just used to be Saturday morning, get off half eight, mm-hmm. chuck something down my throat, have a coffee, and then five minutes down the road, park run. But the old route used to be quite nice. But then the residents complained because we came onto the pavement, so mm-hmm. they had to change the route. And it was all going to change pre-COVID, but then COVID kicked in. So when they reintroduced park run in the middle of the year this year they've changed the route and it's ridiculous now it's ridiculous no offense to anybody from England that won't be listening but no might probably be listening. not no. might be listening um but they've, they've made up they've put a really thin bridge in the middle of it where you have to go over so you all have to slow down because what you think about it when you've got six seven eight hundred people running and you get to this two foot wide bridge you can't all run over that mm. and then you run down the side of the river next to the wall I mean, it's literally one foot wide at one point. You, you're squeezing through between a tree and a wall, mm. and it's stupid. Is the duck pond still in the route as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because that, that was yeah. always, I always thought, that's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, two laps, and it's such a busy park as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're not selling it. No, but, no, we're not. But it's two laps as well, and um, it doesn't even measure 5K. I mean, it's fine. I've, I've done it now. I've done the new route, but I certainly won't be rushing back to it. And for and and it is and it's not an indictment of the people who organise Encliffe. The volunteers are just as amazing as oh, any I'll other just volunteers. Stop you right there. All right. Okay. Oh God, Halloween week. So we're all there. <laughs> it was absolutely tipping it down on Saturday morning. It was and it was soaking wet. And the new start is right in the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. So everybody's hiding under the trees all around in the marquees, etc. And then I, I've known it because I've run it quite a few times. The lady loves to talk. She loves to talk. And fair play to her. She's doing a job. She's great at it. She's a good motivator. But we stood there. And everybody's lined up. And everyone's thinking, I just want to go. And the heavens really well and truly open. That we're all there getting absolutely drenched. And she's there like, right, everyone with that fancy dress, come to the front, come to the front. And everyone's just like, shut up and start, shut up and start. <laughs> and in the end, she just gave up on the idea. And we just set off, but yeah, she's lovely, lovely volunteers. I mean, they're always trying out for volunteers there, though, but that's yeah. because there's so many people. Yeah. The finisher funnel at the end is just a work of art. It's just row after row after row after row, and it's it's madness. But fair play to them. It's it's interesting. I, I didn't. I knew it was a, a busy one, and I've never. I don't go near it because it's so busy. I ran it back in 2013. I loved it, but even then it was busy. Um, but. I never really, knew, I didn't know that there was as many people. Like to say that it's a top ten UK park run oh, for, yeah. um, is, is is madness, especially when we've got so many lovely park runs nearby. Exactly. I know that uh, Millhouses was opened almost to be an overflow, yeah. but in reality, it ended up taking more people from Graves, which is another one because yeah. it's a hillier route. So that ended up splitting their contingent. But everyone who stayed, at, I don't wonder why people stay at Hallam. Uh, uh, well, at Encliffe, sorry, it used to be Sheffield Hallam. It's, it's very much over one side of the city. Mm, true. Um, so you get all that side of the city going, and then you're in the middle of Studentville. Mm-hmm. So you've got 
two universities in Sheffield, so all the students and are staying in residence around that area, so it attracts a lot of students as well. So, yeah, yeah. difficult one. Not 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 many E's though in the country, so if you do need an uh, E, it is an option. Yeah, definitely give it a go. Definitely, definitely, you've got to do it once if you if you're ever in Sheffield. Other than Hillsborough, that's my favourite in Sheffield because it's very well organised, it's very spread out and nice course, etc. But Aincliffe, yeah, definitely give it a go for your E. Don't, uh, don't, don't expect a PB. And don't expect to get much on your 5K app either. No, I was going to oh, say, because surely... Oh, what a nightmare. You can't, it's so out of your control, you isn't count, it? You can't count the people. So I thought stopwatch bingo. I yeah. thought, I've got to get a stopwatch bingo here. So we're running out, we're coming up to the finish. I pulled my phone out. I'm scrolling through my phone thinking, because I've got like 10 out of... 10 left to get out of the 60. Yep. And, I had, and I had like five, seven, and nine. So we're coming up to the minute mark. So I started walking to the finish. And this guy's running past us and he stopped right in front of us. And he's like, come on, you guys go, you guys. I think the timer person got confused and just started pressing it before we even right. crossed the line. So I walked through, bang on at 05, yep. just trying to get me five. And they recorded it as 04. Oh, oh mate. mate. They certainly wasn't counting any people either. I did. I, I, I did imagine you'd be stressed. Emma sent me a picture um, of yeah, the two of you. Uh, her drenched, looking miserable, like she didn't <laughs> want to be there. And you just on your phone, looking equally miserable, because obviously. Yeah. I'm like, what do I need? What do I need? But I couldn't read my screen because it was so wet, and I'm just. But anyway, so I finished 235th. M finished 234th. She needed 35th. So she missed out on a position bingo by one. I missed out on stopwatch bingo by one. But she got her e. So there we go. That'll there's, do. There's That'll a mini, do. mini win in there somewhere. We've we've got an E. And because you know the area, of course, you'll have gone somewhere oh, delicious for breakfast, I imagine. So many choices for breakfast around there. You are at Eckersall Roads. You've got Sharrow right next to you. You've got Ecky Roads. There's so many to choose from. So we went down the road to, um, I believe it's a chain, Coffica. Not heard Coffica, of it. Coffica, C-O-F-F-I-K-A. Oh, maybe. I think there's, there's one in Meadowhall, mm. and then there's that one on Ecky Road. And for some reason, I'm sure I've seen them elsewhere. Uh, but lovely, really nice, really nice food. Em had smashed avocado with tomatoes and poached eggs. And me being the absolute athlete I am, had uh, pancakes with bacon and syrup. There you go. Because that's just what you want, <laughs> isn't it? Refueling. Absolutely. Refueling. But lovely, and the coffee was great. It was brilliant. So. Cafico. Cafico, is that what Coffee you said? Coffee ca. Coffee ca, sorry. Coffee, Coffee ca. ca. Yeah, yeah. Are you still yeah. with us, Matt? I'm still here, yes. I had just, a sniffle. Just checking. I had, yeah. Yeah, I had a sniff. So, so it wasn't that exciting this week. Had to stay local, but all looks well with the house. The house should, should do pretty well. Good. Um, Back on the road again next week, then. <sighs> I knew you were going to ask me this. I've got to let you down. Oh, mate. This weekend, oh, I... I know, I know, I'm sorry, Matt, I'm sorry. Now, originally when I booked this, it was for Friday the 5th. Okay. But we got an email about six weeks ago saying, we're having to move the event to Saturday the 6th. Oh, you're not running your ultra, are I'm you? I'm running my ultra on Saturday now. Oh, mate. Do you know, do you know I, I even said to him, I said, if I'd have known this at the start, it was on the Saturday, I probably wouldn't have booked it. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have booked it. I've got the distance, just because I can't do parkrun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I've, I've even had a look at the route map to see where the nearest park run is to see if we can dive it because we start at eight. Right. So I've had a look to see if we can dive it, but we're, we're rather than doing 50k, we'd be doing about 70 odd k. Wow. So I can't even do that. No. Can't. So. <laughs> so um, 
I mean, it's going to be a shambles, but I've got your substitute for next week. Okay. I've got yeah. your substitute already. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, they'll be by my side. Yeah. So I'll let you guess who it might be. Okay. But I'm not going to give it away yet. I'll okay. I'll substitute next week. Which That's will tell fine. You all about their park run and where they've been and that sounds, what it's like. That sounds good to me. That sounds good to me. Right, but listen, guys, this isn't just Ben on his own. Park run, we all love it. We all we all are so happy that it's back as well. Oh, it's so good, isn't it? It's amazing. So... We want to hear, as always, about your part run stories, about where you've been, what it was like, where you've had a good cup of coffee. Where should Ben go next? Um, don't forget, you can always hit him up. You can hit us up. Um, yeah, let us know, because we want to see this segment grow a little bit more, um, get people a bit more involved in it, maybe get some of you telling some funny stories from part run. Um, <clears throat> let's make it a lasting part of the show, because we love it, and we know you do too. Uh, ben, before we let you go, if people do want to send you a message, where can they find you on the old social media? They can find me at Sheffield underscore Strider. There he is. And uh, and with that, so good luck with your ultra. Thanks, mate. Yeah. And uh, and we'll see you next. Matt, are you contributing to this segment at all? No, I'm just I'm just looking through my 5K app. I got two I got two th- things this week on my 5K app. I got stopwatch bingo 41, and I got yeah. a position bingo on 12. Did you? Well, you've only done it like four yeah, times. Yeah, I was so. gonna say you've got a I'm lot to impressed. go out there, mate. But well done. Yeah, I mean. I thought, uh, well done. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Well done. Um, no, you're fine, mate. Always bringing you down, aren't we? Yeah, well done. Um, I got nothing, so um, I got nothing. <laughs> I, I would have got a position bingo, but um, uh, the what happened was uh, Poolsbrook Park Run, in case anybody doesn't know, three laps, and then you've got a little climb to come out of the park off a little pathway to get to the finish funnel. And um, I'm going, and I'm, I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I should have I, got... I, I, I sense excuses coming here. Oh, there's definitely an excuse coming. No, I, I, I just wasn't good enough. So I didn't, it wasn't intentional. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I didn't know that position was coming, but I needed 17th. 17th, I didn't have okay. in position bingo. And um, and, I, and I was it turns out I was in 18th. And as I come off the course, there's a girl in front of me running. And, uh, and I didn't do this because I wanted to get a position or anything like that. I just thought it was more looking at my watch. I wanted sub 22. Okay. So... I'm running, I accelerate, I try to get past this girl, but she hears me coming. And of oh, course, pride gets in the way. But she didn't really speed up. She just put her elbows out. Oh, and, it's, and, it's a, and it's a narrow path. So she sped up a little I bit. I just I just couldn't get past her. And um, the, the, and what happened as a result of that was I finished 22 flat uh, or 22.01. And uh, and I came 18th to so get to the bingo. Oh, gutted. Well, disappointment, right? Absolute disappointment. But there's always next week, there's always the next park run. So, Ben, thank you so much, my friend. We will uh, speak to you very soon. Matthew? Yes, mate. With that being said, do you think we should go and have a chat with Rachel Rutherford and find out all about her amazing running journey? Yeah, let's do it. Right then, I am excited for this one, guys. Today I'm talking to a multi-time marathon. Iron Man, uh, She's going to tell me how I actually need to pronounce that. And an all-round awesome athlete and top human being. Excited to learn more about her travels, her accomplishments, and her plans. So please help me in joining the awesome Rachel Rutherford. How are you doing today? Not bad, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Managed to get on a run today? No, I haven't. I went out for a nice little walk and I did do a little gym session before work this morning, which was really nice. So no running today, but I'm sure we'll have one in, in it. Well, I was going to say, um, um, I, th- I think a, a, a nice long walk and a gym session is, is absolutely sufficient. No one's judging you for that. Um, <laughs> I, 
I'm dead excited to get into it with you. I, I don't think we've ever kind of sat down and had a conversation together, but I've followed you for a while. I think we've got some mutual friends. Um, and I know there's a lot of people that want to learn a bit more about you as well. Loads to cover off. Interesting, exciting accomplishments that you've delivered. But we'll start in the same place we always start. Why don't you tell me and people listening just a little bit about how you got into running, how you got into your fitness journey? Um, so I am not one of those people that have been running since a young age. I actually picked up running when I was around 16, 17. So I was actually part of the Air Cadets and I've always, my family have always tried to get us into the outdoors. So I do remember when I was younger, you know, going out for the family walk on the Sunday and being dragged by a mm -hmm. <laughs> hair out the door. Yep. Um, but I actually, so when I was part of Air Cadets, I was really unfit. I was quite overweight. And I think it kind of showed me that to, to be, to be good in the Air Cadets, I needed to get a bit fitter. So I was like, oh, it's okay. I just, start doing some running so I remember dad taking me out for a few and me absolutely yelling at him because it was really hard and I actually then just started a couch to 5k plan so I started right from the beginning so I did 20 seconds of running and a minute of walking and gradually built up to 5k and I remember the first time I ran for eight minutes solid and it was just literally the most amazing thing um I <laughs> probably one of the most proudest moments of my life really um, and then I just kept going and I really got into it because it's obviously great for your, your headspace. And then from there, once you kind of get over that initial hurdle, it actually becomes really fun. So I just started running really, and I wasn't really following any sort of plan, but before I went to uni, I was probably running about three times a week. And I kept that up through most of the beginning of uni. Um, and then when I was at uni, I got into cycling and I kind of dropped the running back a little bit that was cycling a lot. So I was still probably running two or three times a week, but a lot less, a lot shorter runs. And then doing a lot of cycling is that was how I sort of made a lot of friends while I was at uni. Mm -hmm. And while I was at uni, I met a lady who was doing Ironman UK. And um, long story short, decided that I had to do one of those at some point in my life. But my bucket list Ironman, once I started researching, was going to be Lanzarote. Um, so I knew I wanted to do one when I left uni. I just knew that I wasn't ready to do it yet. And then fast forward on a few years, I did a few random triathlons without really doing any training. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. So I signed up for Ironman Wales in 2018. And that was when I sort of did about four or five months of real structured training for the first time in my life. And then did my first Ironman. Yeah. But earlier that year, before I enlisted my coach, I did Southampton Marathon. And again, I didn't really train properly for it. I did a long run each weekend, but then I ran it in, I ran it in April and it was the same year as London when we had, they had that heat wave. So it was the hottest, I think one of the hottest marathons on record, but yeah. absolutely enjoyed it and came third female. Um, so it was just the most amazing experience ever. So I, I, was, I was about to ask, so I mean, we'll, we'll get onto the Ironman stuff in, in just a moment, but I didn't want to loop back on those, those early kind of running and marathon experiences. And I was half expecting you to say that, you know, not a proper training plan for Southampton, you didn't really enjoy it. That's what I was expecting to happen, but you saying that it was, it was a great experience and even with the heat wave, it's really interesting to see how, how running can just kind of take hold and we all have different ways to, to get to where we get to, don't we? Oh yeah, we certainly do. Um, on a, it's, I think the biggest thing with running and is that first initial bit where you're getting that initial fitness and then just making it a habit because most runners now 
and I'm the same, even though maybe I wouldn't class myself solely as a runner because I'd obviously do three different sports. If I don't do something for about four days or so, well, actually, if I don't do something for a day, I feel like there's something missing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people that, that do sport on a regular will, will really be able to identify with that because it just becomes such a part of who you are. Yeah. And even now we're all working from home and I think this is where it's even potentially more important. If I don't get out of the house before I start work in the morning, whether that's a walk or a run or whatever, I can really feel it by midday. And I think it's just amazing how running really just make just the headspace it gives you is just second to none. And you can't really get it through many other sports. I, I honestly, I, even now when someone asks me what my favorite is, it has to be running because in 20 minutes you can get the feeling of like that adrenaline high that it would take you two hours on the bike and it's just perfect running is just perfect yeah agreed you're not gonna get any argument from me there's 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 nothing finer than that burst of endorphins is there um okay let's let, let's talk about Ironman then because that is a huge part of your your journey and, and, and of your life I suppose um if somebody wasn't aware of kind of like triathlons, Ironman, all, all that, the kind of discipline. Just give us a brief overview. Let's talk about the Wales one first. What, what did that entail? What did you have to deliver on that day? So um, Wales is known, second to Lanzarote, as the hardest Ironman there is. Um, it's a super hilly bike ride and a super hilly run. Um, so it's 2.4 mile sea swim and 10B, the weather can be rather questionable out there. So we actually got quite lucky our year. But obviously, you're swimming in the British coast in October for 2.4 miles. Yep. You then get out and you have to run uphill for about a mile to transition. It's quite a unique race in that sense because you don't normally have that. And then from there, you cycle 112 miles round, round Wales and then back for a marathon. And then you cross the finish line in Tenby. And honestly, it's one of the best experiences in the world. Probably my favourite race that I've done. I, I, I think the best experience is, is his perspective. I just felt a little bit ill then when you told me um, <laughs> the, the total distance covered. But it, it's amazing to hear you reel it off. I mean, I guess because it is such a big part of your life and something you've delivered and achieved, I guess it's just normal for you. But a 112-mile bike ride and then just a marathon to finish after two and a half miles in the sea. Um, can, can I ask you a quick question? Because the one thing that, from a triathlon perspective, has always made me a little bit nervous and never really think about it is the uh, is the sea swim. So open water swimming, it's, it always looks absolute bedlam when you watch it in the Olympics. Um, how did you find acquiring that skill, getting used to it? Was there a nervousness? How did that go when you were first sort of gearing up to not just the Ironmans, but the triathlons in general? So when I was younger, I, my mum took me swimming lessons every single week and I actually swam for Southampton, the city of Southampton swimming club for, um, for a few years before the sessions got to 5.30 in the morning and mum was like, right, that's enough of that now. Um, so I actually did swim, so I can swim, which for me is quite a big advantage because I think when I speak to a lot of people that would like to get into triathlon, swimming is the one that makes them most nervous because it is the hardest to learn because it's purely skill. So from that perspective, I wasn't that nervous. And I think with Ironman, because I'm not front of the pack, you, if, you, if you start at the time that you're meant to be in, you shouldn't have a problem because you should be on the feet of the people that are swimming at the same speed as you. Sure. So I've never been that nervous, but I think because I could swim and I was a confident swimmer in the water, because that's what it's all about, 
it was never really an issue. And I think you're always so excited before an Ironman, well, especially your first one. I remember just being so jittery and um, being stood on the beach. And they sing the um, national anthem at 10B as well, which is quite a unique thing before you start. Um, and it is it's so amazing that you almost forget that you're about to run into the sea. And before you know it, even though it's a long way, you are out. So I would say personally, I've never been that terrified, but I know that a lot of people who I've spoken to really do get scared of the swim. Yeah, it's interesting that you talk about confidence as well, because I imagine that it is the people that maybe aren't confident that are flapping about, that aren't going at the pace they should be going, that, that potentially could cause issues. Yeah, and you definitely do see it where you get... I know when I was at Kona, um, getting your goggles kicked or getting someone kick you in the face, and I think you just have to kind of accept that's what it is, and it hurts, but you just keep going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe there's a little bit of an adrenaline rush in that as well, I suppose. Yeah, I have to say, actually, I do remember when I was at Kona, there was a girl whose swimming cap had completely come off and her goggles weren't on her eyes. They were like wrapped around her head. But she was obviously so competitive and wanted to get to the end that she didn't stop. So I think it is amazing, the adrenaline and what it pushes you through. Same thing when you think about when you're in a running race and you're in agony, yet something pushes you on. Yeah, yeah, agreed. You just happen to be in the sea. <laughs> I guess some people are made for... Oh, and, and jellyfish as well. There are a few of those at Wales. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I see a lot of jellyfish in the sea. I'm not keen on them either, but it, it does sound amazing if, uh, if you've got the confidence and the ability to do it. So something else that is amazing, you go from Wales and Lanzarote is the next stop on your Ironman tour. Tell me all about Lanzarote. So actually, I said Wales was the best. I lied. Lanzarote was the best. So... At Wales, I came second out of eight in my people in my age group, which was kind of really unexpected, but so close to getting that Conus, the Ironman World Championship slot in Kona. I was like, you know what? I can do this. So Lanzarote being the bucket list race and the hardest Ironman on the circuit naturally was number two choice. So Lanzarote is known for being really windy and it did not disappoint on race day. Um, it was really windy, but the scenery around there is absolutely amazing. So Lanzarote is the same in that it's a sea swim and it's 112 miles around. It's one loop around Lanzarote and then a marathon along the, the seafront. The marathon's a lot hillier than I thought it was going to be. And it was really hot by that point. But I was on such a mission to get this, this slot for the Ironman World Championships that it was the first one where I ran the whole marathon and I ran a sub four marathon. And the feeling of going over that finish line, knowing I'd, I'd got the Kona slot and, and that I'd run the marathon. I think that was my, the biggest highlight of me for that day was, was just running that whole marathon. Um, absolutely amazing. And honestly, the best race. If you're ever going to just do one Ironman, it is the one I would absolutely recommend. It does, it does sound amazing. You, you alluded then to the World Championships. That was uh, uh, an achievement that came out of an achievement. So talk to me about... about Again, for anyone who doesn't understand sort of how the qualifying works and, and what you, you had to do at Lanzarote and, and all that kind of stuff and, and, and what the world champion subsequently then became in 2019. Can you talk me through that? Yes, of course. So to get to the Ironman World Championships, you have to come first in your age group. Um, it's Basically, each age group gets allocated a number of slots for the Ironman World Championships in the following year. The men tend to get more than one slot, um, but the women, obviously, where there's less women that enter, we just get one per age group. So you have to win your age group effectively to get to Kona. Sometimes the slots do run down if people have already got one or they're not going to take it. 
but basically you have to win your age group. Um, so the Ironman World Championships was actually the same year. So it was, I think it was four or five months later. So there was no real respite after Lanzarote. And I have to say, I actually did struggle with that a bit because it does take you quite a while to recover after an Ironman, um, unsurprisingly. As, mentally more than physically, actually, I found. As, um, it does get easier the more you do. So the first one I found really hard to recover from, but it, it does get, i say, easier. Um, so Ironman World Championships was actually in October 2019, and we're really lucky to be able to do it, to be honest, because it was literally just before COVID hit. And since then, it hasn't been on for two years and they've cancelled it again this year. So I feel quite lucky I got to go. Um, it's probably the hardest course out of the three, but more because it's actually a really boring course. And I think that's kind of what they make it like so that it is the hardest. Um, Iron Man started out at Kona. That was where it began. And um, so it's kind of, it's a historical, it's this amazing place um, in the middle of Hawaii. And obviously it's really hot and really windy and a lot hillier than I thought it was going to be again. And for some reason on race day, I just woke up not feeling as strong as I had in the other two. And I can tell you one thing, when your head's not 100% in it, it is a long day out. Mm. Um, but again, one of the most amazing experiences, the swim was really choppy and really hard and it's what it's out and back. And we had basically, I can only, can only really call it a tailwind in the sea. So the way back was really hard. You were fighting against the, against the tide. And then onto the bike um, and um, the bike, the one I met one of my uh, good friends, Jasmine, at Kona actually and I just remember cycling the last 25 miles with her and my bum was in absolute agony I was on my TT bike and I never quite dialed in the position and I just remember if she hadn't been there to distract me I probably just would have cried how long was the bike ride it's 112 miles 112 like the as well, yeah. same as, as, as Wales yeah, yeah they're, they're all the same distance yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Um, back into the marathon and do you know what? I ran most of the marathon, but I ran it really slowly. Mm. That's one of the things I remember. But I think with, with the marathon on, on, the, on an Ironman, you've just got to keep moving forward. That is, that is literally what it is, because you're on the final stretch at that point. You're on the shortest bit of the whole race. Um, well, not race, just swim. But, you know, you've got, you've got less than half to go, and you know you can finish it as long as you eat and you drink you know you can finish it and I have to say out of all three finishing lines running over Kona was the biggest relief out of them all and absolutely amazing experience to have all my family there as well and I was really lucky because one of one of the guys that I'd met on the plane out there is was was working backstage so I've got a video of me really clearly running over the line so again an absolutely amazing experience but I really suffered that day. Mm. And, and, and understandably so but what an experience and what an achievement as well uh, something oh, yeah. absolutely absolutely for the bucket list isn't it um, so uh, well, talk, well we'll move away from the Ironman stuff for just a moment because we all know where the story goes at the start of 2020 it's a road well travelled um, uh, one thing I did want to touch on with you is um, you've got quite a big presence on social media very big presence on social media in fact and you're always posting kind of what you're getting up to very honestly and very engaging 
what kind of a role does Instagram social media play in your fitness journey, your running journey, when you're training for these big events? How do you find that helps or in some ways, maybe I guess even hinders? So I, my Instagram's kind of blown out of nowhere. Um, it actually started when I went on a cycling holiday in Mallorca um, in 2018. And I started a blog called Pocket Rocket Rach and it was really low key. And I've actually unfortunately lost all of the um, posts now, but basically I was blogging every single day on the different bike rides I've gone on. And I slowly started to build this following. And then from there, it's just blown out of nowhere. And over COVID, it has been such a big support for me, honestly. And um, I think that when people message me and say, I've oh, really inspired them to do that, or my smiles made them smile, like it's so heartwarming. And I absolutely just don't know. I lost it for a few months last year. I'm not quite sure what happened. And it was actually really sad because firstly, I realized I probably a bit to spend a bit too much time on it. But secondly, all of the connections that I've made were just gone in the blink of an eye along with all the photos. And I think I'd say when, when training for an Ironman, it's, it's so nice because you do feel like you're just part of this community. And even now when I'm not doing the crazy distances for Ironman, it's so nice just to follow along to what everybody else is doing. And it does provide you, if you're struggling for motivation some days, it does just give you that little kick you need. Yeah. And I also, I'm just a bit of a crazy human being and I just love sharing my craziness with everyone around me. And Instagram really allows me to do that in a place where it's completely, you feel free to do so, I think. Yeah, no, no, I'd, I'd second that massively. And the one point that you made that, really resonates with me and that, that I feel quite strongly about is I love how different people's journeys are. And I love yeah. the fact that so, someone like you who's achieved, frankly, superhuman feats with the Ironman stuff, um, you can draw so much inspiration from you. But equally, somebody who's been on a weight loss journey or a, I don't know, an alcoholism or a drug um, addiction recovery or whatever it might be, some kind of journey themselves has just completed couch to 5K you can draw equal inspiration from that. And it's such a great equalizer that we can all just get so much positivity from each other. Oh, absolutely. I think that's what's so nice about it. We all have different goals. And I think the only thing I'd say is you're talking about hindrances. People, people do love to compare. Mm. So I, I'm not driven by times anymore. I purely do what I do because I enjoy it. I'm not going to be a pro athlete. I have a full-time job. I'm in a city I hardly know anybody so I need to be making friends I'm not I'm not training to become the next Mo Farah mm -hmm. and I think sometimes that comparison thing really can get in the way of just doing it because you enjoy it yeah it's great to push yourself but if someone isn't posting the times that they've done their half marathon is in that's probably because they don't want to share that and that's their information and I can I do find sometimes that people are quite pushy in needing to know information they don't need to know and sometimes that I find can be quite a hindrance because we just can't compare it to each other I'm a girl so a guy is going to be faster than me that's just the unfortunate mechanics of the body um and yeah that's the one thing I say the comparison thing on social media can get a bit out of hand agreed again a hundred percent what's the what's the saying comparison is the thief of joy exactly um uh so uh, talk to me about i mean how did you get on through covid then i can imagine going from these big training plans you've been jet setting around different places and suddenly lockdown hits how did 2020 and the start of 2021 uh, pan out for you so 
2021 was a bit of a weird year. So I was uh, working at a company called Outkit in Nottingham at the time and starting to train again for another Ironman in 2020. Um, but I kind of decided I didn't really want to do it that year. But this was before COVID and I was kind of like, well, I've, got, I've signed up for it now, you know, crack on. So cracked on. And then obviously everything just got cancelled out of nowhere. And then I got furloughed from work. Um, and the, the annoying thing for me is I'd actually decided probably about a month before that I was going to start looking for a new job in 2020. And I was like, well, that's that over now. So I got furloughed and went back to Southampton for a bit and stayed with my family. And it was actually lovely because I haven't really, where I don't live anywhere near them, it's probably the most I've seen them since I moved out for university at 18. Um, so I actually spent the summer cycling and running and to my heart's content and I absolutely loved it. And then just as I was about to go back to Alpkit, I got offered a job at the co-op, which is where I am now. Um, so I got really lucky because I effectively had the summer off and then started a brand new job. So I didn't do any races in 2020. I literally just sort of, in, we had a really sunny year as well compared to like this year, it was just bliss. So I just literally enjoyed the year and then moved up to Manchester in August. And again, I think at that point, because I didn't know anybody and I'd moved in the middle of lockdown, it was impossible to meet anyone because nothing was happening. No running clubs were taking new people and it was impossible. So I think at that point, the sport really got me through quite a difficult time because I had a lot of time on my hands and places David Lloyd did open for a bit, which was a real, real sort of lifesaver because I started sort of meeting some people through there. But 2020 was a real, well, the first half was good, but the second half was a real challenge. And I think I pulled that into 2021. And I actually made the decision this year not to do any long distance triathlon races. And they're all in for next year. Yeah. As I actually, I just didn't want to. And I found that quite challenging because going back to the whole Instagram thing, obviously I was having a bit of an identity crisis. I was like, all these people are expecting me to be racing and I'm not. And it took me quite a while to come to terms with that. So I haven't done any this year. I did do um, Winchester Half Marathon and Manchester Half Marathon and also the Wilmslow 10K. But I didn't race them. I just ran them because mm. I fancied it. Yep. So it's been a bit of a different year for me this year. But again, I think the importance of, of having an active lifestyle to get through a lot of the stresses of life is really important. So an exciting race calendar for me next year, mm -hmm. but none this year. Well, before we finish, and it, it, is, it is a great point. Again, it, it's balance, isn't it? And we can get lost sometimes in our own um, goals, in, in what we want to deliver, what we want to achieve. And then suddenly we, I guess, sometimes lose the, the reason for why we've done it. And sometimes yeah. just taking that refocus and that little bit of time for yourself can be, can be super important too, can't it? I think you've hit the nail on the head there. And I think sometimes if you're not, if you're not geared up to, the, to a race that you want to train for, then you, your why is just so important. It always goes back to it. We do things because we want to do them. If you make yourself do it, it becomes a chore. And then suddenly you don't want to do it. And that's how you burn out. Yeah, no, really good advice and, and, and one that it seems obvious when you talk about it, but it's so easy to forget, isn't it? 
Oh, absolutely. I say I'm talking about it like I actually do it, but... (laughs) Yeah, in in reality, we're always thinking about that next brass ring, aren't we? Um, Yeah. So, I mean, time's flown by. We've been chatting for nearly half an hour, but uh, what what, you talked about big plans for 2022 beyond what's, what's coming up for you? What's next for Rachel? So I also qualified for a Team GB age group slot for middle distance. That's half Ironman, so all of those distances halved. Um, and that's been cancelled again this year. So that's um, back end of next year. I can't quite remember where it is, but I'm really looking forward to doing that because it means I get to wear the GB tri suit. Mm-hmm. I'm also doing Ironman 70.3 Barcelona um, second half of next year, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm currently signed up for Ironman Talon, but I'm actually thinking about pulling that back to 70.3 again and just really focusing on the middle distance for something a bit different um, next year because I really want to find a bit more balance in my life. Um, I mentioned about meeting people and eventually I'd like to meet someone and settle down. So I kind of, I want to find a bit more balance in terms of my time and energy. So that's my plan in terms of triathlon. And I am 90% sure I'm going to do the Southampton Marathon um, early next year and then have winter as my uh, running marathon training um, because it's England, so the weather's going to be pants anyway. So might as well run in it. Always. So that's winter. winter training plan over a summer one for a marathon any day of the week, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely brilliant. Well, it sounds like big things in plan, big things to come for you. And, uh, and, and I do, and I love, and thank you so much for, for the honesty and, and, and the transparency with, you know, talking about the balance and, and regaining. I think a lot of people are going to listen to this and they're going to be thinking, that applies to me as well. No matter what your goals are, no matter what the distance is or, 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 or the discipline, it applies to everybody, doesn't it? And, and, and I think it's really important that we, we relay that message that sometimes it's okay. And we've said it before, just rethink and refocus and remember your why. Definitely, definitely. And remember, that, and this is going to sound awful, everyone's going to be like, oh, shock, there is more to life than running and cycling and swimming. There really is. And I think that's kind of what, lockdown's shown me is how important the relationships are where we haven't been able to see everybody all the time and how important they truly are yeah yeah great advice and probably a really nice place to finish uh, before we do though uh, you are of course very present on uh, on the old instagram uh, at pocket rocket rach so it's actually at rachel rutherford but right, my... okay. Is that the, the, yeah. the name? Yeah. Okay. So at Rachel Rutherford, if you want to get you, we'll put all the details in the bio, of course. Um, and anyone else that you wanted to, so anything else you wanted to shout out, plug, mention, anyone you're working with, anyone you just wanted to say hello to before I let you get back to your busy evening? Um, no, not really. Not really. That's... I sound like a, just put me on the spot. You know, you said you were going to put me on the I spot. Did, I, I did. I said at the start, no, put you on the spot questions. And I've just named the top three people I want to eat dinner with. I can't <laughs> name any of my Instagram pals. <laughs> well, let's, let's just say that you couldn't possibly name one because then you'd be leaving out the rest. Yeah. Well, actually, no, I will give a shout to my uh, lovely friend in Manchester, Jasmine Holmes, who I met at Kona, because she's really got me through a few spots this year. So big chat, shout out to Jazz perfectly well deserved well listen um thank you so much for your time time flew by i really enjoyed it found it really insightful loved learning about the iron man discipline loved learning about your running journey um you're not too far away from, from me hopefully at some point our paths will cross in the future i don't think i'm gonna be running a, a iron man or a triathlon anytime soon but maybe we could grab a park run at some point hey or we could do a relay one yes. of the cards yes as long as, as, as long as it's like 10 to 15 kilometers <laughs> 
thanks so much, Rach. I appreciate it. That's all right. Great to speak to you. And that, my fine four-foot fellow, was uh, Rachel Rutherford. What do you reckon? Yeah, brilliant chat. Awesome, awesome story. An iron man, an iron woman, sorry. I can't even run a marathon. No, well, can't. well, can't, well you but... can. You can, better than I can. No, when when she was telling me about what was involved, I probably should have done my research and actually checked, mm. but I didn't. I just I just assumed it was far. Um, and uh, and when she uh, when, when she was started reeling off the distances, uh, oh, and then a marathon at the end, I was like, Oh, maybe, maybe maybe I should have moaned so much at Chester on reflection. <laughs> yeah, imagine doing a 112-mile bike ride before that, Rob. Just imagine. Just imagine. It's the swim that gets me, mate. Terrified yeah. of open water. Yeah. You need your armbands on that. Yeah, could you imagine? Me at the back of the pack with my armbands on and my, and my, and my, little, and my little skull cap. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, excellent. Attempted at all to take on a maybe not an Ironman, but maybe no, a triathlon no. in your future. I, I've always fancied attempting an Ironman, but it's just too far. I might I might do a half Ironman once because obviously I'm mm-hmm. half a man. So yeah, you are. That'd be a full Ironman for you, to be fair. Yeah, exactly. So can I claim full Ironman then if I do the uh, if I do the half? Yeah, for me, yeah, of course you can. <laughs> I'll say I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Of course you can. Uh, yeah, let's see. I just, it's the swim that gets me. I just couldn't do the swim. Mm, I love swimming. I'm a, I'm a water are. baby. Mm. A water baby. Mm-hmm. A tiny baby man. Um, okay, brilliant. So, uh, that was Rachel Rutherford. Great chat. Great episode. Uh, but Matt, we've got something else to do now. Mm-hmm. Something equally important. Probably not as important as someone's inspirational running story, but we like it all the same. <laughs> uh, yes. It's time... To enter the inner circle. Nice. I like it. I like it. It works. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. Someone has to pick up the slack since you've gone rubbish on your on your intros. I'm gonna have to do some research on and try and think of some some songs and and off the cuff, you know, like like the original ones I do. Yeah, because they're all so amazing. So I think maybe we should um, we should do a little bit of a just a sanity check for people uh, who might be new to the the show because uh, mm. we don't tend to introduce this segment we just assume. A, hang on, wait, 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 wait. A sanity check. Do you realise yeah. what segment we're doing next? For, for. <laughs> um, An insanity check. Prepare to question your reality. Ladies and gentlemen, um, if this is the first time or one of the first times you're listening to us, uh, we have a friend. He's called Statman John. He is incredible. Uh, you're going to find out that in just a moment. We also have another friend called Jack. He's not so incredible. He's, le- he's less, he's less he's, incredible. He's thoroughly, he's not even credible, to be honest. <laughs> um, he's, he's, he's there. He, he exists. And um, and for the last two series, Jack has been trying to penetrate Statman John's inner circle, which is a very, very bad innuendo, but ultimately means that he wants to gain Statman John's trust. He wants to gain his acceptance and he's failed at every single turn. This series, uh, we've been setting him a series of challenges. Uh, would you rather questions? And he has to get them right um, in order to get into the inner circle. Uh, we've, had, we've had some friends help him along the way. We've seen some people get into the inner circle. JP, Ben, Emma, Nick. They've all managed to get in ahead of him. Uh, we've not got a guest this week. He's back flying solo. But we should probably introduce him, shouldn't we, Mafu? Yes, let's. Let's get him in. Uh, Jack Penfold, are you ready to be entered? Enter me. 
I'm keeping it short and sweet this week. Just, just like Matthew. Just like your penis. <laughs> Wait, it's sweet. I didn't know you tried that. You know, you... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, you, you know what's funny about that? That was good banter, Jack. That was solid banter. But the dynamics of our relationship is you felt you needed to apologise for mugging me off. Yeah. <laughs> But it's okay, I'll give it you. That was Antonio Banteras. Well done. Well I think done. I was also apologising to my dad there. Yeah, I, I, I am, I am going to ruin you for the rest of this segment, though, just so you know. Um, oh, yeah, like. uh, so, how, how are you? Um, yeah, I'm not too great. I've got a little bit of a, a cold. I'm a bit bunged up. But other than that, I'm all groovy. Oh, hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, wait a minute. Let me just see if somewhere. Hang on. That little... You see, I have that little violin I've got. Hang on. Oh, there he is. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't violins because he couldn't use an adult. Oh, my God. And to be fair, Matt, play, Matt played a violin. It just looked like anyone else like playing a guitar. <laughs> looks like I've got an oboe under my chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, excellent. Jack, are you feeling confident about getting in this week? Um, do you want the truthful answer? I do. No. Yeah. <laughs> are, are you starting to feel as though maybe the deck's stacked against you a little bit in this series? Yeah, and I think I'm just constantly hated because of that time when I forgot to press record when we actually met Statman John. I think that's just set the scene from that day that he just really doesn't want me part of the circle. Yeah, well... That's a fair assessment. You did shit the bed. But um, maybe maybe we can try. Try and see. Have a little go. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm always up for trying. You know always, me. Always, try anything. Always up for a good push and thrust. Um, okay. Wonderful. So, uh, Jack. Mm-hmm. Let's get into the inner circle. <laughs> uh, we got to introduce the man himself. The man with the hour. The man with the power. Too sweet. To be sour. Matt, you're gonna give us some kind of theme music? Sure, go old school. The, 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 the well, original. I, I assume we're going old school original because you've not thought of a new theme song yet. Because <laughs> every, every, every week, every single week, you go, should we go old school? And you know what that says yeah. to me? I've not thought of a new song. So yes, fine, go original. Oh, come on, oh yeah, return of the step. Once again, return of the step. Ooh, yeah. Return of... I'm not joining in. No. Stop on, John! Hello, lads. Um, well, one sec. I'm in a bit of a delicate situation here. One sec, one sec. <laughs> take, take your time, sir. Right, open up. That's it. Put it in. Right to the back of the throat. That's it. <laughs> Don't be shy. Bit of extra saliva. That's going to help. Right back. Move your head. Move it back and forth. Let's make sure it fits. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> little gag. Little gag. That's normal. Don't worry. Your eyes are open. What's going on? Right, that's it. You keep that up. You keep that up. But, hello, lads. How are you? <laughs> straight straight off the bat. Context, please. That man jump. Oh, so, oh, sorry. I forgot you guys were here. I'm I'm just fitting Danny DeVito with his new brace. Oh. <laughs> Statman John, yes. you know who would do a great Danny DeVito fancy dress? Oh, uh, who? Matt. 
Oh, man, how have I never seen it before? Oh, my, it's like, it's you here. Oh, my. It's like twins, oh. but not the Danny DeVito film of Arnold Schwarzenegger, actual twins. Yeah, oh, wow. And it's like, I can oh. picture you here with it in the back of your throat. <laughs> Is that my job? How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. It's been uh, been a good week, actually. Thank you, lads. Very good. Very good. Tell tell us what's been good about it, please, if you don't mind. Uh, I'm currently writing my memoir. Oh, a future bestseller. Yes. Unfortunately, it can't be sold till 200 years after I've died. Clause in? Uh, yes, I had to. I uh, I didn't want the fans going wild, so. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, of course. Uh, so writing your memoirs. How, how are you finding the process? Oh, uh, good. It's taken me back to some things. Uh, fun fact: I actually started the Iron Man. Don't know if you know that. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about that. Well, I used to do them weekly, but I've dropped down to two a month now. Um, but they're good. <laughs> 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 nice. Very you fit, that man, John. Quite the athlete, sir, aren't you? Yes. Brilliant. So, uh, that man, John. Jack's here. Yeah, Jack. Oh, yeah. Uh, hello, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. You sound unwell. Yes, I've got a little bit of a cold, but I don't want any sympathy for it, that man, John. I'll, I'll get through it. Such a weak man. <laughs> <laughs> Is anyone else starting to feel bad for Jack yet? Because when the tides turn, we're probably going to have to have a think about the approach to this. Uh, I'm glad I got Buchanan, not boy. This, this, this one step ahead. Exactly. It is. It is. You're going up in his estimation. Uh, so, stat manager, Jack is back. He is uh, ready for a go at the inner circle again. Uh, we've not brought a friend with him. We found that they were probably hindering him more than helping him, to be honest. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, uh, sorry, no, no teeth. Don't use your teeth. <laughs> um, yeah, a bit of one-on-one, I'm all right with that, as long as he is. Yeah, Jack, are you okay with yeah. one-on-one with Statman John? I'm absolutely fine with it. I don't need no friends to help me. I haven't got many. I've used them all up. Oh, I'm your friend. Yeah, I know, but I tried to use you too, and, and you you didn't really help me too much. <laughs> Okay, uh, Statman John, yes. hit us with your best would you rather for Jack this week to try and penetrate the rim of your inner circle, please. Here we are. I don't know where he's going to go with this one. So, would you rather have fingers for eyelashes or eyelashes <coughs> for fingers? <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> <clears throat> eyelashes for fingers. Just straight, just straight out here. No, no, not explaining why. Just straight out here, Jack. Short scream, Matthew. That's what I said I was going to do. Eyelashes for fingers. Is there any reason for that? Or... I will share my reasons after. <laughs> oh, he's played his cards close. He's learning. He's mm. learning. He's learning that if he gives away too much, it gives that man John a reason to not let him in. Jack, that was pretty clever. 
I mean, yeah, might... I can't take the credit. My dad helped me there. All right, of course he is. He's already in the inner circle. So does that make this null and void? Now listen, do you want my answer, lads? Yeah. Uh, yes, please, that man. Most people would say fingers for eyelashes, which is what you said. I think I've forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, I got bored and stopped listening. <laughs> I, I said uh, eyelash fingers, but yeah. So, after living with both for 20 years, <laughs> I can tell you that is the right answer, Jack. <laughs> oh, what? What? What's going off? That's the inner circle. That is. That is it. You are in. Jack. I'm in. Yes. <laughs> Jack. Yeah. Circle. I've penetrated. You have, you you you've not just penetrated, mate. You have broke through the rim. You are balls deep in the inner circle right now. <laughs> I can see what Ben said when it's so like warm and Welcome. cozy in here. When, uh, lads, when lads. Do, when, Lads, the one rule of the circle is do not describe it as cosy. You are out. Any second. This segment is stupid. Basically, he's had a quickie with him with Statman's John's ring. <laughs> it was nice to see you both in there. He's t- he tickled the rim. He's uh, he's got in and out, but unfortunately, oh. he's prematurely exited. <laughs> yeah, I've had like I've had like a quick little one night stand. I think I think disappointed to be honest, mate. Um, with your performance, um, how does it feel to have been too, and now I be out? Too there? much though, didn't I? Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have been in there. Mm. I now know what it takes to get in there. So hopefully I could do it again. But I spoke too much again, didn't I? <laughs> After I got in. You <laughs> still are. <laughs> Jack Penfold has left the call. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think the, um, I think the lesson, JP, Junior, is um, stop talking. I think I think you were I think you did brilliant. I think you were in, you you'd got there, you'd softened him, and then you just had to say them words, didn't you? I opened my mouth. Yeah. That's what I did. <laughs> I was trying to be too much like Ben. I, I want to be him and I obviously ruined it. You ruined it, yeah. You shagged it. I've um, got to be my own person. So have you made some notes? Yeah. Short and sweet like Matthew, and shut up when I get in there. (laughs) (laughs) Mate. A bit like school, you keep your head down. Good good advice for a marriage as well, to be honest. (laughs) I'll bear that in mind. Um, Better lucky girl. Um, So, with that being said, Jack, are you going to come back and have another go next week and see if you can finally get in? Only if I'm allowed. I don't want to intrude, but if I'm allowed, then yes. Is he allowed another go after technically being in, then out? Uh, sorry, a bit of lube just went... Uh, oh, sorry, let me get him back in. He's dried up a bit. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Why, go on, then. Why not? 
more. Thank you, Satman. I mean, he's going to have to because we haven't got no else for this segment, to be honest. <laughs> I, can't, I cannot believe we dragged this out for six bloody episodes. Um, and apparently a seventh as well, so this will be great. Um, uh, Jack, as always, thank you for being such a good sport. We love you very much. Better luck next time. Thank you. Thank and you. Statman John, sir, it is always a pleasure. Say hi to Danny DeVito for us. Um, ask him if maybe he wants to go in fancy dress somewhere as Matt. Oh, will do. He might. He might. They are identical. Cannot believe I've never seen it. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so we'll see you next week, sir. Thank you very much. We love you all. Bye-bye. Drop. Hit me with a roll call, Matthew. All right, partner. You know what time it is. Keep roll calling, baby. Keep roll calling, 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 calling. What? Yeah, man. So as always, our weekly shout out to you, our amazing Fartlek family, for all the incredible things you achieve on your running journeys. Do you want to start this week, Matt? I can do, yeah. This one's shying away from running, though, this one. Uh, Wayne, uh, 69, uh, climbing Ben Nevis. No mean Mm. feet. Well done, no, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like uh, running, walking, hiking, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, well done, Wayne. Awesome stuff. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, Nadine on the run, uh, one of the new members of our Fartlek family, joined our um, WhatsApp group, and we're very happy to have you, Nadine. Uh, survived a nighttime 5K trail run with an unexpected swim at one mile. I did see the pictures of that. It looked absolutely horrendous weather, so well done <laughs> for you for sticking with it. It was. It was horrendous weather all weekend, weren't it? Uh, tall Matt Taylor, or some might say the Matt Taylor. I know you will probably say that, but uh, he's had a right weekend. First uh, run, run, race direct, run director. Sorry, but I got to get that wrong. Oh, <laughs> run, that's going to cause controversy. <laughs> run director at Poolsbrook Park Run. And what a great job you did as well, Matt. Awesome stuff. And then a six-minute PB at the Works Off Harp Half Marathon and got a 1.36 for that. So, yeah. Great weekend all round, Matt. Well done. He's having a great year, isn't he? He Just is, yeah. Brilliant he's stuff. having a great year. His, his running's been incredible. It's been really impressive to see how far he's coming. A 136 is absolutely amazing. Um, so, uh, moving on. Um, uh, Mr Sheffield Strider, Ben Stittle, has left the studio. So, he's left me with a little message for the other half of Bema, the Park Run Taurus King and Queen. She absolutely smashed her PB at Lincoln 10K uh, this weekend. Um, she did amazing considering the conditions. Fair play, um, absolutely incredible effort. Um, and another side note, well done to Ben and Jordan as well, who paced 45 minutes. Um, yeah. uh, absolutely horrendous weather, but well done to all of you guys. As well as other members, um, side and red side runs, uh, Paul Griffiths was there. Um, there was mm-hmm. quite a few Fartlet family guys there, wasn't there? So well done to all of you. Yeah, yeah awesome stuff. Um... Paul Road to London, just echoing what what Matt uh, MBT dot underscore runs has done. Matt uh, Tall Matt Taylor, uh, yeah, well done for that. And also <laughs> Fit Starley appearing on what the fuck like podcast. I mean, it's that's probably not. <laughs> it's, it's an achievement. Well done, David. Yeah, if, if, if you feel that it's something to be proud of, then we're very proud that you're proud of it, sir. Um, uh, Paul Griffiths, uh, well done to Matty Owls for actually running this week. Thanks. <laughs> oh, no, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate yeah. it. But we also called out Paul as well. Uh, Paul also called out the fact that um, we mentioned him. We shouted him out then when we mentioned Emma, but he, he PB'd as well at Lincoln 10K, so a huge well done, 10 He did, yeah. 56.30, awesome running. Well done, uh, Paul, on that one. Uh, also, Paul's also said, let's not forget at likes, uh, Al runs uh, for smashing her. Um, 10K, uh, sub 55, well done on getting that. 
Chester Zoo, wasn't it? And she got to see some Aminons mm. afterwards. So, uh, yeah, well done to you. Uh, Gary Ludwin completed P12, 12 hours of running. He was posting the pictures on the uh, Fartlek family WhatsApp group. Uh, what an absolute nightmare in this weather. Sounds but. horrific. Well <laughs> done to you, Gary. Absolutely incredible, mate. Uh, well-deserved rest now, although I'm pretty sure I've seen a picture this morning that you're out running again. So, uh, fair play to you, mate. Yeah, well done, well done. Uh, and finally, uh, <laughs> this has got nothing to do with running, but we're going to say it anyway. Our, our very own Nick Finney, uh, Dirt Monkey on Instagram. I vote me for sitting through 90 minutes of absolute crap watching Spurs. <laughs> yes, yeah, he was at White Hart Lane. And as a very nice little uh, nod on the side, of course, if you do want to hear more about how bad of a time Nick Finney had at White Hart Lane, he was a guest on this week's What the Fantasy Football podcast, hosted by myself and our good friend John Pickup, the Burnley Zidane. Uh, that is available. What the Fantasy Football podcast, wherever you get your podcast, just type it in Apple, Spotify, wherever, and you can hear Nick Finney having a good old sulk um, about how bad Spurs were this weekend. Has he ever tried watching Wednesday? No, no, he doesn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't know real. He's never seen real pain, has he? Never, never. Um, yeah, yeah. Right, I think we're going to be getting out of here soon, Mafu, but have we got a few thank fan coups? Yeah, thank you to Rachel uh, for coming on, sharing her story, awesome stuff. Um, thank you to SMJ for popping on and entering Jack for a moment or two <laughs> and then <laughs> fucking him straight up. <laughs> and, then pull, and then pull it out. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you to Jack, uh, Ben for coming on, sharing his uh, part run antics. Uh, Graham Lindley, thank you for. Your awesome, super awesome theme music. Uh, is that it? Yeah, that's it, mate. That was pretty awesome. comprehensive. I've done well, yeah. You've done awesome. well today. Intro and outro. Well done, I know, mate. Yeah. Um, uh, next week, do you want to know who's on the show? Yeah, let, let me know. What is it? We've, we've, got got? Another, we've got another Rutherford. Ooh. The Rutherford. <laughs> um, no relation. We've got Mr. Martin Rutherford on, a long-distance runner. Um, very cool guy. Um, uh, known through Instagram. Uh, good stories, winning races. He's, he's, he's just an awesome dude. So looking forward to sharing his story. Um, he will be on the podcast next week, along with, of course, um, a super special guest in the place of Ben. Um, who could it be? And, uh, and and all the usual antics. That man, John, Jack will be back. We're going to have good times, aren't we, mate? No, we can't drag that out much longer, surely. Uh, we're going to try. <laughs> Um, awesome. Uh, so, last thing, probably just to touch on, I uh, think we mentioned it briefly earlier. Uh, if anybody is um, uh, not aware, um, one of our very good friends, uh, Lucy, um, uh, Lucy gets fit. Fartlek Family OG mm-hmm. Series One guest, very, very good friend, has just launched her own clothing brand, her own brand in general. Just do you. It's an incredible message. We're proud to be a part of it. They've even. They've even put us on the website, although those model shots that me and you sent in, Matt, didn't seem to make it. To no, they're not, they're not. They're not. They've got, J, they've got the uh, big JP on, haven't they? And, and his mm. model, model-like looks and poses, but yeah, the ones my, that we sent, not yeah. a prayer. My my wife's on there as well. I think they're trying to say something about who's attractive in our social group and who's not, but I don't know. I don't, maybe, maybe. Oh, well, when I were at yours the other day and, and Donna mentioned that, I'm like, oh, I'll leave then, Donna. <laughs> Yeah, she she don't pull punches, Donna, does she? Well, you, well, you are small and ugly. Um, <laughs> but on a serious note, Just Do You is an absolutely incredible message, and it's one that we are firmly behind at the What the Fartlet podcast. We love Lou, we love everything she's about, um, and we love the message, and we love the concept that she's got. There's big things in plan, where she wants to take Just Do You, how she wants to get it into the community, support young people. Um, there's amazing, amazing things to come from it. So do watch this space, justdoyou.org, to check it out, or you can follow Just Do You on social media. Um, you can buy hoodies, T-shirts, caps, 
Um, there's a whole range of stuff out now that she's launched just to get things going, to get the word out there, to get the product out there. And then she's going to start working on big things to come. So, Lou, we love you. Well done. Uh, do check her out. Uh, the stuff's amazing quality. We know we got it. it. We paid for it. Um, nothing nothing discounted or, um, or gifted here. Uh, just supporting friends doing them just doing them so yeah do go out and check lou and the amazing thing that she is things that she is doing um matt if people want to give us a follow if for some reason they don't already where can they get us uh, everywhere twitter facebook instagram website www.whatthefartlike.com uh email uh what the fart like podcast dot what the fart like podcast at gmail.com <laughs> You're doing yeah. so well, mate. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, you forgot you've, you've TikTok. We've, we've had a little bit of a oh, yes, Yeah, we have, yeah. I enjoy doing those. Uh, more to come on there. Uh, and that's it, innit? Mm. If you want to follow us, you can find me at Matty Owls. And I am at Little Runner Boy Rob. Um, and uh, most importantly, guys, uh, with all that social media stuff that Matt's just doled out to you, if you do um, feel like you would like to be a part of our running community, you are a part of our Fart Like family just by listening, and we love you very much. But we do have a WhatsApp group that's set up. There's over 100 people in it. It can get a little bit overwhelming at times. There's a lot of chatter on there, but you can dip in and out as you like. Yeah. Um, we're also, um, we've got a race calendar on there for meetups. We've got a part run calendar on there for people to get to know each other a little bit better. It's just a mm-hmm. safe space for people to get to know people uh, through the online running community. We're going to be doing some challenges in the new year, some more community challenges like we've been doing previous series. Also, we're looking at maybe doing a park run cup, uh, maybe some kind of road race championship. Kind of similar to what you get in a running club, but all online and just all friendly with no fees, no costs, anything like that. It's just about bringing people together so please do drop us a dm uh, instagram is the best way to get in touch with us but if you've not got it you can drop us an email instead or get us on one of the other socials um but yeah come along you're very very welcome we'd love to have you our fart like family uh it's been about a week since we launched uh and, uh, and it's going quite well isn't it mate it is yes <laughs> be prepared to have like 500 messages but like rod said you can come and come and go as you please and use it use it as you as you wish um, yeah, it's, it's some good chat and <laughs> varied chats in there as well. So, yeah, Absolutely. come along and get involved. Absolutely. Good words, mate. So on that note, I think we should get out of here. Guys, as always, may your runs continue to be wonderful. Don't forget to be excellent to each other. As ever, be kind or shut the fuck up. Uh, we love you lots and we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Matthew. Goodbye, Matthew. Peace. Cuckoo. It's still, it's still good. It's still good.